Hi, I'm Mitzi Sullivan, CPA, with some facts, figures, and fallacies from the front line. It is October 2023, so we are just wrapping up uh, the tax, the personal tax deadline for the 1040s, and that'll be October 15th. So a great time to introduce this series on the top three tax-saving strategies for W-2 earners. Today, I will start with my favorite tax strategy. It works great for W-2 earners. It doesn't matter if you make 50,000 a year or you make 500,000, 5 million a year, this strategy works for you. So the first strategy is the HSA Super Roth strategy. If you're familiar with the HSA, a lot of people think, well, I've already maximized my HSA. I'm already using this strategy. You're, you're probably not fully utilizing this strategy. So stay with me to the end, and we'll talk about the best ways to maximize tax savings with your HSA account. The HSA is the health savings account, and this is where your money goes in pre-tax. It grows tax-free, and then it comes out tax-free as well, as long as it's used for medical expenses. And a lot of people think, well, I'm not interested in this. I don't have a lot of medical expenses. I would never use it all. And what they don't realize is that after the age of 65, this works just like a traditional IRA. So you put the money in tax-free, it grows tax-free, and then when you take it out after the age of 65, if you're not using it for medical expenses, then you would pay your regular ordinary income tax on it. But that's not the best strategy. So the health savings account, one thing to note is in order to have a health savings account, you need to be enrolled in a high deductible health plan. This is an HDHP. So if you have your HSA through your employer, maybe the employer contributes to the HSA and maybe you contribute everything yourself, you need to be enrolled in a high deductible health plan in order to deduct your contributions into an HSA. You also need to not be enrolled in Medicare. So the HSA works great up until the age of 65. After the age of 65, you will no longer contribute to the HSA, but you may still have that HSA and it's still growing tax-free and anything that comes out of it is coming out tax-free. Tax you can also pass that on to your children or your heirs, and the money in their hands comes out tax-free as well. In order to have an HSA, you need to also not be claimed as a dependent on anyone else's tax return. So a child that you're claiming on your tax return could not have an HSA of their own. I'll tell you what the contribution limits are, and then we'll talk about what's a great strategy that most people don't think about with the HSA. So contribution limits for 2023. So it doesn't matter what income level you're at, everyone is eligible. As long as you're not claimed as a dependent on somebody else's tax return, everyone is eligible to contribute to an HSA. Again, you need to um, be enrolled in a high deductible health plan. The contribution limits for self-only coverage for 2023 are $3,850 and for a family, $7,750. And then if you're 55 or over, there's a catch-up contribution of $1,000. So a lot of high-income earners think, well, $7,500, who cares? That's not really going to make an impact for me. But you have to think of the effect over time of contributing to this account. So yes, if you're putting $7,500 into this account and you take it right back out uh, to cover your medical expenses, you're not letting it grow tax-free and um, taking advantage of the compounding investment income, then, then it's probably not a huge deduction for you. But this works for 
as I said, all income levels. So let me start with uh, somebody making $50,000 a year, how they might use this account. So if you have W-2 income of $50,000 a year and you know your medical expenses are going to be $1,000 a year, you could put $1,000 into your HSA, incur your medical expenses and take it right back out. And at least you're saving taxes on the $1,000. As your income increases and you're getting into that higher earner income level, what you want to do with your HSA is cover your out-of-pocket medical expenses just out-of-pocket and put that maximum contribution to your HSA every single year and let it grow tax-free. And that way, when you pull it out, it'll be tax-free. So if you'll leave it in there and not use it for out-of-pocket medical expenses, then it can grow exponentially. And that's where you're going to see that large impact. So some people may have HSA accounts in the billions of dollars, depending on what you're investing in. If you're a high income earner, you want to put that money in there, pay your out-of-pocket medical out-of-pocket and just let those amounts grow. After the age of 65, you can pull that money out for anything you want to use it for, but you will pay in your ordinary income tax on it. Or if you pull it out for medical expenses, then it's going to come out tax-free. And we've got a list of medical expenses. You would be surprised at what qualifies as a medical expense. And we'll attach that in the description below. You can see what uh, expenses qualify as qualified medical expenses. Another thing you want to think about, if you're a high income earner and you don't want your HSA sitting in a traditional um, fidelity account or with a bank and you want to self-direct the hsa is eligible for self-directing so if you want a higher return than seven or eight percent and you want to self-direct that's how those accounts get really large and if you know if you only have seventy five hundred dollars in an hsa account you can group your hsa account with an ira and a 401k if they're all self-directed and group those together for a single investment and that way you have more to invest and that's how you get those exponential returns on an hsa so when i talk about paying your medical expenses out of pocket one thing that some people like to do is pay those medical those out-of-pocket medical expenses on a um, a high reward value credit card and so like fidelity for example you, they have a Fidelity credit card. It pays 2% if you put those rewards into a Fidelity investment account. So that's a good way to get kind of double dip on the HSA. And then another way to do that, and my favorite way of doing that, is to pay your out-of-pocket medical expenses with an HRA, and that's a, a health reimbursement arrangement. And you would have to be, you would have to have your own company to do that. But you could use your company to reimburse your health expenses, your out-of-pocket medical expenses, and then leave the funds that you're contributing to your HSA, leave those in there and let them grow tax-free. So as I said, after the age of 65, this HSA, any funds in there, you can use just like you would any IRA account, any 401, uh, 401 traditional 401 account. You can use those funds for anything, but you will pay the tax on them. So some, uh, maybe healthcare workers that have a flexible spending account that you can't roll forward. Some of these HSA accounts, you can set up your own HSA account and still use your FSA account. There are some special rules um, that come along with that, but don't think that just because you have an FSA 
that you won't qualify for an HSA. Um, the, the HSA accounts can be set up with most banks, credit unions, uh, brokerage accounts, um, or you can self-direct. You can set those up with a trustee so that you can self-direct those, and that's probably where you're going to get your best return. If you want more information on how to set up an HSA or what expenses can I use the HSA for or how do I use the HSA with an HRA, how do I maximize my, my investments with an HSA, just give us a call. We also, in the description below, we have a PDF attached that has some of this information on it, so you can always refer to that. So don't forget to like the video and follow us on all of our social media channels. And we hope you have a great day.